You're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman. This is Keith Stan from Pike Spearing Outdoors, and you're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. We're probably going to mess up. We're going to cuss here and there. If I'm not catching anything, I might as well not be catching a muskie. Hey, Rick. We got weights and fish. Danny Irving with Fishing Complete. You're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. Mr. Green Jeans. That's a humble bumble. Hi, this is Spencer Berman from Spencer's Angling Adventures, and you're listening to the Terrible Outdoorsman podcast. Snort. Terrible Outdoorsman Podcast. Ryan Powell, your host. <laughs> Serenaded by Yo Yo Yo. What it? What it do, bitch? <laughs> yo Yo Yo. What it do, bitch? <laughs> Bobby Twelve Gauge. What it do, bitch? <laughs> Bobby Twelve Toes. <laughs> That's how we're gonna start off. Ah, yes. And you got Danielson. Danielson. This microphone sounds extra good in my head tonight. Yeah. I don't know. It, just sounds, it a, sounds really I've good. I've got tonight. the extra good button on right now. It's the good good. <laughs> just in your head. The good good it button. Sounds like, it sounds terrible. It def- yeah, it still sounds like shit. Yeah. Most. Of- Oop. I don't know what Bob's do, do, do. doing over there. I don't know do, what I'm do, doing do. anymore. Bob serenading us with a little House of the Rising Sun. I was literally just picked up my acoustic because I was kind of bored with our conversation. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you. I'm out. See you guys. Yeah, by yeah I mean, we really have... weren't talking about anything for like the last 25 minutes. So. <laughs> These two are already been arguing for like 20 minutes. So I was like, I'm going to pick up the guitar and do anything like, else right now. Like a little, hey, music heals. So look, look at you yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm going to heal everybody's together. soul right now. We're just like fucking ravaged cats at each other's neck tonight. She's <laughs> right. rabid cats. Rabid cats. All right. Rabid murder so, floofs. Oh, man. Well, this is uh, if we didn't have the interview to post here, that could have been an excellent name. It really <laughs> would. Rabbit Murder Rabbit Murder That's what I call my cat all the time. Oh, Murder So we just got done interviewing uh, Ben Nielsen from Nielsen Smielsen. Nielsen Smielsen, <laughs> which is a band from the 1960s and nobody ever heard of. That, and it's the worst band name ever. The guy's not going to let us into the show. <laughs> that's how we let it off. Um, that's uh, how we let it off. Yeah. <laughs> You'll hear it. Like You'll everybody hear it. else that we've interviewed, he was he was lighthearted and he yeah. like he yeah. wasn't that serious. Like, uh, no, you know? no. He had some good, he has yeah. good yeah. terrible yeah. stories. So anyways, Ben is the... Um, Nielsen Smielsen. <laughs> um, like the show manager for the upcoming ultimate fishing show so yeah. we had him on turned into a really good conversation went on for fucking 45 <laughs> minutes I didn't think it'd go that long yeah. but uh hey yeah we'll have him on for hey. 15 minutes hour later yeah that's okay. how it, that's how it goes but yeah it was good conversation um 
it was it was fun to talk about the show, kind of how it started, and uh, maybe funny. a little teaser of where it's going. Yeah, we got a little insight there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So you're gonna have to listen to get a little insight on future shows coming up. But yeah, so we're just doing a little intro here to uh, bullshit for a minute. Uh, but that'll be kind of at the end of this this little. So whatever, however long this shenanigans are. So. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Y'all are scaring me already. <laughs> Guys are stroking out. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure we both stroked out at the same time. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We are killing me here, Smalls. Yeah. Oh, man. So Bob's, Bob's like the annoyed dad in the room right now, sitting on the opposite side of the table. because <laughs> hey, he's like, drinking coffee. Go back to drinking I am, beer. I am the, uh, the the least serious guy at this yeah, table are, all yeah. the time. So yeah. 60% of the time, you're the least serious every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you break it down, you know. <laughs> when you break it down. When you got to round terms, when, you, when you carry the two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Rounding, so. Um, yeah, so uh, just going to take a quick, quick second. We're going to call out our sponsors. Uh, we got Fishing Complete Inc., who we will be with at the fishing show in, uh, what's our booth number, Dan? Uh, 29. 29.02, I think, right? Yep. So we will be with the Fishing Complete team. Um, we're going to have tons of specials going on. Show specials. Bob's favorite word. Specials. <laughs> um. It's a special word. It's a special. It's a Everything's special. From now on, it's going to be specials. <laughs> yeah, like this show. Every is, show special is going to be a special. This show is special. <laughs> <laughs> it's turning into a real special one. Uh, but no, we'll be with them. They're going to have tons of uh, you know where that comes deals from? going on. Special. Yeah. No. <laughs> remember, Dan, I thought I just oh, did. Yeah, this is like I'm, I'm dating myself here, but you remember the church lady from Saturday Night Live, Dana Carvey? Oh yeah, well, isn't, that, isn't that just special? <laughs> like that was like uh, that, that's I where remember that comes from. Oh, isn't that vaguely, special? Very yeah, funny. Yeah. What was her name? Dana something, wasn't it? No, it was the church lady. I think that was just what they called her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if you um, if you've never heard of the church lady, just uh, YouTube the church lady Dana Carvey. I'm sure I've seen it. Now that you said sure. it, I thought <laughs> I just came it. up with something on my own. But underrated comedian, me. by the way. But I just derailed this. No yeah, big deal. Sorry. Uh, so yeah. Uh, fish I'm complete, 65. tons of deals. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're Your 65. Out of control. You're Everybody's 65 just... years old. That's special. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Isn't that special? Isn't that special? <laughs> that needs to be a button. Every time Ryan says special, oh. I can just reach over and like slam the button. <laughs> special? Well, isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> when we are done, you better set me up a special You're button. Done. You're done. Oh, oh that's God. funny shit. That's good shit there. All right, I'm going to start over. Fishing completing is special. <laughs> you didn't start over. You didn't start over at all. We'll be at the fishing show with them. They're going to have the pick and pack table where you can <laughs> you can fill a bag. Um, how do I mute you? I don't know how I mute that fucking thing. <laughs> I'm going to pass um, out. <laughs> pick and pack table, fill, hmm. fill a bag up full of plastics for a dollar. Um, we're going to be raffling off a fishing pole. Um, I can't even talk now. <laughs> You're doing the next fucking ad after this, after that <laughs> bullshit. Jimmy, Jimmy, folk, bitch. <laughs> what, a, what a do, bitch. Yeah. 
Anyways, come check us out at the fishing <laughs> booth, fishing show with the, the fishing complete booth. Dan, go into the next one, you son of a bee. Uh huh. You son of a black uh-huh. pearl. We have. Uh, <laughs> speaking of son of black pearl, we have uh, black pearl ultimate spice rubs black pearl on their Facebook. Um, they uh, yeah, they're uh, a local. Well, lo- they're Michigan ran up in Traverse City. Right? Way Potosky. off. You fuck this up every time. <clears throat> and uh, basically, they're going to be they're going to they're going to be at the fishing show as well. They're going to have their booth set up. Not sure what booth they are, uh, but yeah, check them out. They uh, I got some cool, some really tasty rubs uh, that you can put on your meat over you can, the winter time. You can try all their all their rubs. Chop some burgers, garlic and. Or what is it? Yeah, garlic steak and brisket. They got the chipotle lime. I like that chipotle lime that they have. It's pretty good. Did you um? Did you guys see my wings I made the other day? Yes. And yes. what did you put on them? So, little backstory. I went to the store. I wanted to. We're watching the, the Michigan game. Go blue, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go get some wings. You know, football food, right? So I go to Kroger to get like. I figured I'd just get the fucking frozen wings. I don't care. Dude, it was like $18 a bag for frozen wings. Did you like, a lot of wings, though? Not really. Yeah. It seemed like, it, it just seemed ridiculous. So I'm like, uh, all right, I'll go find something else. Then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do like bratwurst or something. So I go buy the case, and they've got like these big packs of like just fresh wings. And it was, they were on sale, and I got twice as much for the same price, twice like poundage wise. So I'm like, you know, what? I've never done my own wings. Fuck it, I'm going to do it. So I brought them home, and I uh, just YouTube some videos on how to smoke wings. So I had no idea how to do it. Super easy. And I put a couple different rubs on there. So I did uh, cherry barbecue because I had to try that. I did black pepper garlic, and then I did the new Asian habanero. Mm. Your wife would enjoy the Asian habanero. It'll set your country music award <laughs> she on fire. That shit. Yeah. Oh, boy. <clears throat> but yeah, so I just put, like, a dry rub on them, and then I, uh, I smoked them for... Did the recipe? It's like half hour, and then I cranked them up and got them got them good and crispy. But then I mixed up the sauce, and I did it the right way. Cause last couple times I made the sauce, I made it way too strong, and I followed the instruction. What the hell are you doing? That was my throat. I didn't even mean to do. He that. Sounded Sorry. like fucking common from Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. He's been practicing his deer throat yeah. his mouth. Um, Sorry but no, that. I did. Uh, I made up the, I put a dry rub on them and then I made up the sauce and I did it right to the recipe, which imagine that you do it right to the recipe and it tastes fuck a lot better. But Weird. I made up the, the cherry barbecue sauce and then I made up the Asian habanero sauce. Man, that's really good. I made uh, for the, good. my terrible Christmas party, which will air maybe at some point. I don't know. I did a lot of recording. TBD. I did a lot of recording that night and we haven't listened to it yet. So it could be, it could be a hot ass mess and never, never ever see the light of day. But <laughs> for that Christmas party, I smoked, um, I think maybe six like bricks of, uh, cheese and I used black pearl on all of them. I just used a bunch of different stuff and, I think the only thing that was left was like maybe a little bit of the the cherry one, but other than that, like everything was gone. Like they demolished it. I had thirty people in my house that day, but it was like everybody loved it, and everybody kept asking me, "How do you make it? How do you make it?" And I was like, "Oh, you, you got you got thirty seconds <laughs> yeah. for me to tell you how to do this because it's, yeah. it's not hard at yeah. all." But yeah. Well, the, the Asian <laughs> habanero is phenomenal. Flavor is great. It's got like orange hint to it, but man, it's hot. Maybe I just put too much on it. 
but it, it's hot. You never put too much. It's hot. The black pepper garlic, I think, was probably my favorite on them. And then the cherry actually was really good. The last couple times I've had the cherry, I think I just put too much on. And they tell you, like, when you go ch- uh, check their booth out, they'll be like, you don't need a lot of cherry. It's intense. Yeah, yeah. I you think fucking I, don't. I think <laughs> you I put think too much, and it, it just, it's too much. <clears throat> you I think like that's it. what I did with the cherry. I think I might have put too much on it, which yeah. is, it was very cherry flavor. It's her, like, it turned Denise away from it. She, like, like didn't want cherry on anything. She loved it at first, and then the last time I put way too much on. Well, then I made these up, and she's like, those are really good. She's like, I actually like the cherry again. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, really, really. But they'll have all their spices there, um, so you can try them all. They usually have their, their show special. The more you buy, the more you save. Um, special. Special. <laughs> special. They, they're uh, show specials. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, check them out. I'm not sure the booth number, but we'll at some point when I get this aired, I'll probably post it somewhere. But And then, Bob, who else do we have? <clears throat> West Point Shores, if you want to catch big fish, then you go to West Point Shores. If you're not into catching big fish, then go anywhere else because you're anywhere not going to catch else. big fish there. That's all I have to say about it. Go to Florida. It. We, if you yeah, don't like catching I, I can big sit fish. here and I can tell you it's a great place because it is. And if you don't want to catch big fish, then that's fine. Just go ahead and just go to Whitmore Lake or something because there's plenty of small fish in it's that lake. It's a special place. So that's all I'm going to say. It's a special place. That was a beautiful. That was a beautiful. <laughs> yeah, ad. That is the end of the ad. It's, it's straight to done. the point. Right? Ad, ad complete. Catch big fish. Ad go com- there. Ad Don't want to catch big fish. Go anywhere else. And then you left out the most important part. Mention our name. Save a few bucks on your stay. Yeah. Damn. Redo yeah. it. No. All right. No. I'm gonna start over again. All right. So if you want to catch big fish, rewind. All right, so yeah, Dan. Save some money and stuff. Yeah, I'm here. Are you here? You still awake? I'm here. I'm here. Snooze, boo-boo, nappy <laughs> fuck over Snoozy here. Goosey. He's over there gargling. Um, we have, yeah, tonight we drew weird. our winners for our five days of giveaways. We did. Um, and it'll, this we're going to post it on Facebook before this airs, but you'll hear it. So we're going to announce it real quick. So Dan has worked tirelessly on this and putting all this together. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is Being what sarcastic. these a-holes were arguing about for so, <laughs> Caused me to pick up my guitar. I thought Bob, it was very straightforward, but... Bob needed to go take some fucking Adderall I'm just gonna, to fucking wake up. I'm going to go take a walk. So, Dan, <laughs> yeah. what's the first prize? I don't know. Go off the fucking <laughs> list. <laughs> All right, so fishing show tickets. And the Fishing Complete gift card is to Mr. Ken Williams. Ken Williams. And, and these were Drew at random. He has his little spinny wheel of hell that we use. The spinny wheel of death. That's <laughs> death what, that we use for yeah. uh, the that's, episode 100. That's what we're going to call it. And this then, is episode um, 101, by the way. It's the oh, first yeah. of the new generation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> new, new year, new us. Reinvented. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. By the way, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Happiest of the, the newest years. The newest year. Um, and then uh, just... So congrats, Ken Williams. Yep. We'll see you at the show. And you get the uh, Fishing Complete gift card that is only redeemable at the Fishing Show. Correct. And then uh, just getting a set of Fishing Show tickets uh, any day. Uh, Mr. Joe Rohr. Joe. Joseph Rohr. Joe wins everything. Yeah. Um, because he like actually likes and shares everything. He follows the rules. Better he follows the, direction. Better see you at the fishing yeah. show, bitch. What, what's the chick from Charlie Brown say? You have to have discipline. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, you are dating yourself with Charlie Brown. Hey, whose baby is crying up there? 
when I hear when I hear Charlie Brown, shut I just that think, baby up. I just think wah 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 wah. Um, and then uh, getting some to swag available for pickup at the fishing show, as well as a set of fishing show tickets, is Wiley Outdoors. Wiley. That was uh, it's funny. The, like all the people who like listen to us on a regular basis, they follow all of our shit. They like all of our shit. They win stuff. Yes. What a concept. And then um, a new person um, who is new to listening to our podcast uh, gets a black pearl gift card, also only redeemable at the fishing show, and as well as a pair of fishing show tickets is Miss Gina Carlson. And then the nice Venice Gina, and then. Um, Grand prize winner, along with two fishing show tickets. And what uh, was the grand prize? Grand prize is that handmade uh, ice fishing pole. From, and who's it from? From Pete's Custom Rods. Pete's Custom same rods. rod that we had on display last year at the show. And we will have also on display for this upcoming year. And we'll have them for sale at the fishing show as well. If we can get them picked up in time. <laughs> Jimmy, you're on it, buddy. Jimmy. And then, uh, so the winner of the ice fishing pole and two fishing show tickets is our youngest friend, uh, Mr. Caden Gray. What? Caden! That's crazy. Pretty cool. It's nice. He's my favorite fan. He is. I think he's my favorite fan, too. We're going to have him on at the show. We're going to hear his story of his buck. Yeah. It was Bucky shot, right? Can't wait. Yeah, he shot his first buck. Yeah, the Bucky shot that was bigger than Dan's. Definitely bigger than mine. (laughs) It's fair. That's fair. fair. <laughs> True. My my buck this wasn't very fair. big. Well, congrats to yeah, all the winners. Um, again, uh, all the prizes are redeemable at the show. That's why all prizes included free tickets to the show. So get your ass up to the show. Come see us. Come get your prize and hang out with the boys. Maybe even uh, get you on the air if we're recording at that time. Maybe. Yeet, yeet. Beautiful. Congratulations, yeet. everybody. Congrats and stuff. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so, we'll, uh, I wanted to go over the deer harvest summary. Oh, my God. Because the year, the hunting season, well, I guess it's not really over, right? The main hunting season's over. You have there's, that bullshit late season, but it's not going up like that some much. Kind, there's kind of some kind of season opening, like Wayne County or something like yeah. that in there. Yes, sir. So, what do you think our number's at? 278,456. Dan probably already looked. Did you look? I, I did look, but you're pretty fucking close. Pretty fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> you totally pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> I, I, had, I like, took a second to pause because I'm like, I read 270 something. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what our original numbers were because I, I, in the cleanup of this table, I lost the sheet that had everybody's shit written down. So, uh, 273,563. I'm the closest. See? No kidding. Oh, your original number was like 500. <laughs> it was like 500 million deer. Are gonna the entire herd is dead yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Hunting is over. Yeah. I've had too much to drink that night. No. That's See, was, probably when you're on your <laughs> coffee kick. Might have been. Yeah. I don't know. That too. I had too much yeah. coffee that night. I was like, so, this is 600,000. No, all of them. All <laughs> of the deer. They're herd. all going to die. They're killing a herd. <laughs> um, so I think Jimmy is the closest. I think he was like 278 or something, which, you know, hurts my, my heart that Jimmy won. But What did he win? He won booze again? It's booze and a case of beer that I still haven't gotten <laughs> from the previous he, he year. He don't even drink. 
Uh, he, he, he drinks like White Claws and shit. That's, that's fair. I guess he wins a 12-pack of, of the Claws. <laughs> the no laws when there, you're drinking There's no the claws. laws when you're drinking Claws. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, get him a, I'll get him a six-pack of Kahlua. In glass bottles. Yeah, White Russians. He oh loves that shit. Did we ever tell that story? Probably. Just call him, just give him <laughs> shit? Do you know that story, Dan? I wasn't listening. What are, what are you? What's wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> so I probably probably not. He's on, his, he's on his special sites right now. Special. <laughs> tell tell me what is it? This site's real special. It was the first year Bob and I took him up to Winya. Oh yeah, the oh, very Jimmy? first year. Yeah, Jimmy. And we go into Meyer to pick up uh, more beer because I, I don't think he brought any or something, right? He didn't bring anything. He didn't even bring clothes. He came. He showed up there, and it's thirty degree, thirty five degrees, snowing. He's in shorts and, and he's, combat he's boots. He's wearing shorts and combat boots. Stop. And like maybe a half ass hooded sweatshirt. We're just giving you shit, Jimmy. But that's legitimately and what you came and showed up as. He learned. So he learned. we go into Meyer and to, Meyer or Walmart. I think it was Meyer to buy him clothes because he had no damn clothes. <laughs> clothes. And he was going to pick up some beer. Well, he comes out after us. And he has like a sixer of Bud Light Platinum. And then he has two little four packs, one of Kahlua White Russian and one of Kahlua, just straight Kahlua, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's what you're drinking on a fishing trip, bro? He's like, oh, like oh, really? the way it tastes. Yeah, that's <laughs> legitimately, this is a true story. I, I hope he's <laughs> laughing his ass off and not like mad we're telling the story because I don't give a shit. But It'd be better if he was here when it would like. It would. We'll tell it, again. It. we'll tell it again, but. But so that's what he shows up. Bud Light Platinum. That shit's like 10%. Oh, man. But the best part about it is that he showed up, like, and he was fishing with my dad. And my dad is, like, he's got a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. Like, he's you know, like Big Bob. He's got, like, a, yeah. he, a certain way that we do fishing, right? And he shows up with a six-pack or four-pack of, like, white Russian bottles. <laughs> he's, like, you know, you got to think, like, a, a 65-year-old guy at the time or 60-year-old yeah. guy at the time who was, like, he does not like glass models. Like he's afraid no. that one's going to break yeah. in his yeah. boat, and he's going to yeah. step on it and get glass shards in his foot. Or I have no <laughs> idea. But either way, <laughs> he, he chewed his ass for the whole weekend about bringing, trying to bring glass in his boat. Yeah. There's more. There's more to this story. There's hot dogs. There's, lot, there's lots of this story. <laughs> let's, let's wait till we get Jimmy in here so we, we can, can get hear, it all. We can hear his side of the story. That's a, that's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But we had to hear it. We, we were hearing it the whole weekend because <laughs> me and him were fishing together. And then we pawned Jimmy off on our dad, which he was not happy about. We got to get your dad's side of the story. Yeah. Oh, man. If we, we could yeah. ever interview our dad, like, oh, man, oh, that'd man. be, a, I don't know. That'd be a four hour podcast. It'd be like, and you would laugh so hard, man, because oh, yeah. our dad is a hoot. He's, He's worse than us. Guy. Ten times yeah. worse than us. I, uh, I, I think that should be a bold prediction for 2024. <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm a not bold doing. Prediction. I'm not doing a bold prediction this year. That's my my bold prediction is I'm not going to do a bold prediction. We're, we're I am going to get a goddamn tattoo so I can kind of pay up with something. And then I like tattoos. <laughs> I have a bunch of them, but but like I'm retiring. I, I am retiring the. I'm retiring the bold prediction. I think I'm opting out. Yeah, that's fine. Somebody else can head it if they want. I'm not doing shit. We can do bold predictions, but I, Dan's we like, can't. I do too much now. Fuck this. We we can do bold predictions, but we don't have to. Like if we start putting bets on it, like it's just it, it, we don't we don't ever pay up. It's it's we half ass it. It's, we we don't ever pay up. Mostly me, but yeah, you Ryan, and Dan. Ryan does pay. Yeah, me and Dan don't do what we're supposed hey, to do. I I uh, and Jason got one of Jason my bold up. predictions this year. Well, Jason he not, jumped in Winya. Yeah, but Jason's not getting a tattoo. 
That's fair. I also got shellacked he by also, Jason for putting his name on social media. But he also wasn't here that night, was he? I don't know if Jason was even part of that episode. It doesn't matter. The Jason. Oh, okay. The Jason. Gil- Jason got. Are you talking about Captain JG? Yeah, guilty yeah. by association. One hundred percent. He doesn't have a choice. The okay. Jason special. He's special. <laughs> yeah, Jason special, not Jason Daly. Jason special. This is the the episode one hundred and one special. So the video I put out for the thank yous uh, that we all did on the bottom, the lower thirds, I put you know our names and stuff on there, and like. I posted it out, and like about five minutes after I posted, Jason's like, "Yeah, you got to get that name off there." He's like, "You got to take my name off." I'm like, "Okay." Deleted the video right away. <laughs> Just which which one, the, Captain King? Well, well, I put his real name. I, I put his real name out there. I put Jason last name out there, like his real last name. He's like, "Change it to Captain King or Mr. Green Jeans or something." I'm like, "Okay, you got it, boss." <laughs> so I'm like, "I respect that." I didn't even think about it. So next time, I'll know. So. Me. Jason, Fair enough. going on record, I'm not fucking he does, sorry. He doesn't listen to episodes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you want the, yeah. you got, no, He doesn't listen to shit. He'll never hear Yeah, this. I was like, Ooh. We could talk so much shit about the captain. Yeah. But who wants to do that? We won't. No. And we can talk shit about the guy that uh, did his wedding, though. His ceremony. Oh, that guy. Mr. Blue Jeans. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Cargo Jeans. Mr. Canadian Tuxedo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, khaki cargoes. I think with that, we've done enough bullshitting. Dan said we were going to do five minutes. I said uh, 28. (laughs) I said 29 in three seconds, four seconds, five. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So coming up, you got Ben Nielsen. Um, It was a good conversation talking about the fishing show. Um, uh, Looking forward to that, kind of to hype it up a little bit. Uh, What's your guys' final comments? Um, nothing here. I think uh, Bob should send us off with some more guitaring, though. Ooh, you gonna serenade us? Send us off. No, okay. He doesn't want to. No, uh, clank, yeah, clank, yeah, we clank. can wrap this up. Bob's not. Bob's <laughs> He's not like, just, just wrap this fucking <laughs> up. Bob's not stressed. I want you fuckers out of my house. That's Bob, all. Bob's put, not stressed anymore. Yeah, Bob's got to work in the morning. He only plays acoustic <laughs> guitar when he's stressed out. Bob's got to work in the morning. I'm tired. Yeah, this is an earlier it's, night than most nights, though. It is. Yeah, it's only nine. Yeah, not bad. All right. Bob, what do you got? Keep your legs crossed, your mind on Jesus. I like it. I dig it. Okay. I dig it. (laughs) (laughs) On that note. All right. Um, I already said get outdoors and don't be terrible with Ben. So here's Ben Nielsen. Talk to y'all later. (laughs) Bye. Later. (laughs) Special. Bye. So we have a special guest here. We got uh, Ben. Is it Nielsen? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Yes, Nielsen. I, I didn't just butcher like, it. Just like the ratings, Nielsen. No. I didn't. Yeah. Nielsen Smielsen. Isn't that a band back in the day? I think so. <laughs> Sounds like a Harry, terrible, Harry, terrible Harry, band. Harry Nielsen. Yeah, that's that, what it was. That's a, that was. that's a terrible band name, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, right. Ben Nielsen here. Um, he's with Showspan, and we're uh, we're kind of talking about the fishing show coming up Uh Really, this up it's going to be airing this upcoming week is when the fishing show is coming up. But uh, uh, we're all excited, so we wanted to have Ben on just to take a quick second to talk about the show, maybe talk about some of the, the guests we got. We got a packed house for the seminars. I was looking at it, um, some some big names there again. But uh, how's it going, Ben? It's going great. You know, it's, uh, 
it's getting to be that time of year. You know, it, it's, we call it our show season, right? And, uh, you know, that's uh, starting to move in next week. And then, you know, the shows just kind of keep piling on from there. Um, you know, coming into the season this year, uh, things are, you know, really in good shape. Um, you know, lots of exhibitors, um, you know, and the shows are packed full. Uh, the fishing show coming up here, um, you know, that show the last couple of years, there's no doubt, has been, you know, a little bit smaller show, um, just quite honestly, because we, we couldn't fill the whole building. You know, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't have enough sales for it to, to get everybody in there. And that's really kind of a result of where we were at there for, you know, a couple of years and, and trying to get things back going. Um, our, our attendance has, has stayed strong through that, but you know, it takes a while to get everybody back on the exhibitor side and happy yeah. to report that, you know, this year we're back, uh, we're back to the full building. Um, and so it's going to be a huge show. There's no doubt about that. Well, that's good. Yeah. I know, um, last year it seemed like, uh, how much of the building did you guys have cut off last year? Was it, it wasn't the full building last year, was it? No, it wasn't the full building we were using. I, I would say. Oh, I mean, if you look at square footage, it's between, we used two thirds to three quarters of the building. There was one wow. hall that we didn't use. Um, the, you know, the, uh, the event center is what they call it. It's their new addition. So gotcha. uh, we're back into the event center this year. So a little different layout um, than, than what you've seen the last couple of years. Um, most of the retail is going to still be, you know, kind of in that same area. Um, but Lake Ultimate is further down. That's down in the event center. Okay. Uh, the boats obviously kind of stretch down that way further this year. Um, and, uh, that's kind of what we needed to get it back to a full size show. So, okay. you know, happy that we're uh, able to do that again and, and looking forward to it. Very nice. Well, before we get too deep into the show itself, uh, why don't you take a second? Let's talk about Showspan because Showspan started as like a boat show in Grand Rapids back in the day, right? And now Showspan did, started. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it started off as a boat show um, by a gentleman by the name of Jack Lokes. Um, and, you know, it, it actually, you know, had um, some outdoor components kind of mixed in with it, but it really was kind of more of a boat show. Um, and, you know, obviously kind of grew and blossomed from there. Um, Jack ended up passing it on to his son, John, who is still the current uh, owner of Showspan. Um, and we're seeing some more involvement now from John's kids as well. They're, they're starting to help out more and, um, you know, grown it into, you know, the 14 shows that we have right now. Um, back, gosh, I think this was in the 80s. We split from the boat show, split into a boat show and sports show in Grand Rapids. Um, and then, you know, obviously we've, you know, added on in other markets with the fishing show in Detroit and we do the Milwaukee boat show, uh, we do a Lansing home and garden show. So most of the stuff is in Michigan, um, other than, other than Milwaukee, um, which incidentally is where I fly to after I get done with the fishing show. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, that's cool. I know, um, it's just that time of year, at least for, <clears throat> for the fishing show that, uh, we get amped up for the show because you, especially, Right now in Michigan, there's no ice, so you're, there's really nothing to do, unless you're that diehard fisherman that's yeah. going out in 30 degree water, which I'm not quite there, but <clears throat> maybe Tom and some of those people I, I are from you. Fishing Complete. But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I did it this last weekend. I, I actually, you know, other side of me, when I get away from work, I, I'm, I'm a big bass fisherman. I love to bass fish. Uh, I fish a ton of different tournaments and stuff, and. I actually took my bass boat. I think I took my bass boat out bluegill fishing, and I'm pretty sure I now have the most expensive uh, bluegill fishing boat in the world. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I did learn that it is a deadly boat to catch bluegills on. Yeah. So uh, you can go out there and catch them right now. 
they were in the same spots that they normally would be when I was ice fishing. And I literally sat on a five gallon bucket on the front deck of my boat and used my ice fishing rods and my Vexilar and, um, caught bluegills yeah. out of my boat. So, Hey, that's, um, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> do what you gotta do yeah, yeah you know see you know you can get out there but you're right i mean you know for most guys right now not a lot going on um you know ice fishing certainly isn't off to a great start uh oh. I, i'm seeing the forecast there's reason to be optimistic coming up from what yeah. i'm seeing uh so it looks like uh you know we, we may be in for some ice here before too long yeah. but um yeah not a lot of snow you know not a lot of snowmobiling things like that so um sets up well for the fishing show um yep. and you know one of the great things about the fishing show, you know, we're all thinking about it, right? We, you know, we fish all summer long and, and then it gets cold and we're, you know, we might ice fish, but, you know, when we're thinking about open water fishing, um, the fishing show is a great place to kind of go with, you know, a buddy or two and, and maybe meet a couple other guys there and, and, and kind of, you know, think about fishing. It kind of feels like summer in there, you know, you've got a lake in there, so you've got kind of that smell of the, of the water and, um, you know, you can talk to different outfitters, you can look at boats, buy some more fishing tackle. I mean, see all the different seminars, uh, go maybe go to one of the clinics that we've got, you know, there's just a ton of things to do there. Yeah. Well, that, that's exactly it. Like, you know, you get that itch as soon as deer season's over for us, we like probably mid December, Bob and I, we were already talking about fishing season. Like he's not a big ice fisherman. I, I don't mind. I, no. I, I like ice fishing. But, um, you know, you just start getting that itch and, you know, you're not even seeing like the fishing show or fishing shows on TV yet. So that's what the beauty of these shows are. You can get out there, you can start talking to people about fishing, getting ideas, talking to some of the guides that are there, some of the different companies, buying some baits, you know, like that's, it's just, it's a fun thing to do. But um, I was talking to uh, my buddy, Keith Stanton, he, he uh, does pikespearing.com. Um, we're yeah. good. We're good buddies with him. He's been on the show before. Um and uh, we, we were talking about, we were talking last night about the show and, you know, with this forecast coming up, we're hoping that the show is going to be a lot busier than it was last year because we're, they're talking quite a bit of snow is going to be hitting Monday, Tuesday. So sometimes you just see that snow on the ground. It kind of gets people excited for, okay, not quite ice on the lake yet, but you see snow. Okay. Let's, let's kind of get amped up for, <laughs> for, uh, for some ice fishing or just getting out of the house, you know? Right. Yeah. It, it, you know, we do expect it to be a great year. There, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, I think it should be a great show. Um, you know, you never know in, in my business. Um, you know, obviously we, we can't control the weather. Yeah. Um, trying to figure that out, but I haven't quite got it down yet. <laughs> um, and, you know, so we, you know, we don't know the results of that, but, you know, every other indicator is pointing towards a, a really, really good show this year. Yeah. You know, things are lining up well. Um, people are excited for it. You know, the, the seasons are kind of lining up really good in conjunction with it. I like it. We always do this show on the second weekend of January, um, but that can shift a little bit. And, and this year we're a little bit later just because of how the calendar works out. Um, and I do prefer when we have that show a little bit later. It gives people just a little bit more of a chance to kind of recover from New Year's and, and Christmas and all of that. And then, you know, they're, they're kind of ready to do something for that weekend. Yep. And um, so, yeah. It's looking really strong. No it's it's that. kind of the perfect timing, honestly, because you get you get through the holidays, seeing family, maybe being out of town. You got a week to get back into the grind of work or whatever, and then you can get into the show. You know, it's just it's it's a good time. I love the shows. Like some people, I've heard people complain about like the crowds and stuff, and like yeah, Saturday's a busy day. If you go out Saturday at noon, 
and you're not a fan of crowded people, that's not your thing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like for the for years before we started actually going to the shows with with uh, Tom and those guys, I would go Thursday night. It's a great night to to go. You got some big names on the seminars, but you can you know you can walk around and and kind of talk to people. You so if you if you just got to pick and choose what what day you want to be able to go, but. Yeah, you know, if you're not a crowds person, you know, obviously the, the weekdays, Thursday and Friday, you know, aren't as busy. Um, you know, obviously, you know, work kind of prohibits us sometime, but early in the day on Friday is, you know, a great time to come, um, you know, if you can. Obviously, if, if you got a nine-to-five job, that's tough, but, yeah. um, you know, that's probably the slowest time for the show. Um, you know, but certainly Thursday and Friday evening are both, um, you know, not bad and you know great time to you know obviously talk to the outfitters talk to the different tackle guys and the guides and um, maybe sit in on some seminars that aren't you know super packed Um, you know it really is a good time and you know on those seminars I mean you know I thought this all the time I mean what an opportunity um, you know for, for you know a lot of people they you know, they fish for a long time, you know, they might consider themselves to be a pretty good fisherman and, and maybe they don't need, you know, a ton of knowledge, but first off, there, there's always something you can learn. Um, myself included, I'm learning every day. You know, I, I talked to Kevin Van Dam. He'll tell you the same thing. He learns every time he goes fishing. So you can always learn something. Yeah. Um, but for somebody that maybe is just kind of getting started or maybe wants to pick up walleye fishing, who's never done it before, or, you know, musky fishing, an opportunity you know you, you buy a 12 dollars ticket to the show and you can you know literally sit there all day long and take in all this great information from some of the best fishermen in the nation right. uh some of the best guides and 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 things like that that are in our area so you know, you're not you know we do that on purpose where you're not having to sit there and talk to somebody that you know maybe they're a pretty well-known fisherman but they fish all the time in north dakota and and, and they don't know lake st Clair, and they you know they don't know the yeah. lakes or Lake Michigan or, you know, so we, we try to get the people that are in Michigan that know that water. Um, and so people can really get some great information at those seminars. Yeah. Um, I know some of those seminars are, um, they're definitely certain ones are packed. Certain ones are not. Um, you'll, you'll get those, your typical ones, Kevin Van Dam. That's going to be one that's tough to, tough to get in. He's there's going to be a crowd. Yeah. 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 Now, have you ever have you ever had an issue where like you just can't fit everybody into the room? Like, does it get full? Like, to where you can't fit anybody in there? We've had, you know, but honestly, over the years, I'm talking about maybe once or twice. Um, and I think then we still were ultimately able to get everybody in. I mean, it was standing room only, yeah. which isn't real comfortable, obviously. Right. But um, we still can get people in. I haven't seen it where people couldn't you know, actually hear the seminar or see him or, you know, and those guys are fantastic. I mean, you know, when we talk about Kevin or, you know, uh, and Mark Zona would be another really top name out there. Um, you know, they stay around afterwards, you know, you can tell them a quick story, get an autograph, your picture, um, you know, you know, it's a great opportunity to kind of meet those guys. And, and that would hold true for all of our speakers. We set up our seminars, you know, in our rooms, um, Lake Ultimate's a little different, but for most of the rooms, we do it on an hour and a half basis. We don't expect the leader to speak for an hour and a half. You know, we try to tell people talk for 45 minutes to an hour and then really give some time afterwards to meet them. Yeah. Uh, ask a question that we didn't want to ask in front of everybody else or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and we do that on purpose. It gives some time to really meet them and, and they can tell you more about whatever it is that you're wanting to know. And then, you know, there's still enough time for the next speaker to get up there. So we used to do it where we'd schedule them on the hour every hour. And, and what would happen is we'd have a bunch of people left over when the next seminar needed to start yep. and then things would start getting behind. And uh, so we built in that buffer and it, it's, you know, there are a few less seminars from that, but it, it really has made things nicer. I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the cool 
pieces of the shows too is the connections you make with meeting people even if just as you know someone just walking around and meeting some of these uh, businesses and uh, being face to face with some of these companies that maybe you've used for years like daredevil i mean god bob and i've been going to we go to the show specifically to see same guy and to talk about daredevils and then to buy their sale that yeah. they have like it's just you make that connection with that brand um you know that's yeah. that's kind of the, the other big piece like from both sides of it now we see it from being in the booth and some of the great people we've met some of the great stories we've heard but then from the other side of it too yeah. the connections you can make there's no doubt about it you know from from meeting those people um, you know, they're the experts and, and, and these are the guys that, you know, a lot of them are, you know, traveling the country doing this, you know, they're, they're the experts in their field. Uh, so whether it's a tackle manufacturer, like a daredevil, uh, you know, with, with John Cleveland, in, uh, Cleveland and great Michigan based company, um, to, you know, maybe there's a new one this year that, you know, came in, uh, from California. I'm, I'm just making things yep. up here, but, um, that you've never heard of before and, and you find out some great new bait that you've, that you just were never aware of. Um, those things happen at the show all the time. And, you know, another piece of it is the exhibitors get to know each other, right? Yep. So, you know, they start doing business together and they start, you know, teaming up on things and, and that all works together really well. And, um, you know, before I get too far away that I, I got to mention that the tackle this year at the show is going to be insane. Um, you yep. know, I was looking at the floor plan again today and, going oh my gosh i mean you know from a lot of our traditional you know great vendors like a fishing complete or, or frank's great outdoors or um you know domka or you know any of the other ones that have traditionally been there we've got a lot of new people this year um a lot of small bulk space type booths you know 30 40 foot down to the 10 by 10s that you know are a new product that they're trying to launch i mean there really is a ton of tackle this year so people are going to really enjoy walking through those aisles I, well, that's, I, I that's, that's good I'm, I'm looking forward to it and um I know, I know all the rest of the, the crew is too. Like that's, like I said, just making those connections for us is is, is a blast. So, so one of the questions that, one yeah. one of the questions that I have, you know, how do you go about, I guess, vetting the the picking and choosing of who sells what, and I mean, how do you kind of, uh, I guess, determine the people that are there? I mean, is there like a specific set of like ground rules or expectations, or is it just kind of like you know, there's, I wouldn't say that there's a I don't like to, I guess I'll give you kind of my philosophy on all of that. I, I don't like to make rules um, because when there's rules, I have to stick by them. Yep. Right. Um, and so, you know, there, there is, you know, some vetting, um, but for the most part, uh, when it comes to tackle or fishing lures, um, we really encourage everybody to be there. Um, you know, and, and we do uh, have a fairly expensive booth price. You know, when you're looking at buying a booth there, if, if you've been making jigs in your garage, you got to sell a lot of jigs, you know, to, to, to make up the price of that booth. Um, and so it does limit some of that a little bit, um, which is which is unfortunate. But the reason that 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 also does kind of vet some of that stuff out, um, you know, which is a good thing in, in some ways. And, and the reason that the booth prices are a little bit higher on top of that is to explain that. Um, one of the things that, you know, we do differently than a lot of other shows out there and, and not necessarily talking about anybody else in Michigan, but looking across the country, um, you know, we spend the money on advertising. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of companies out there that uh, will run a show, and, and if things aren't quite right or they don't have enough vendors, they cut their advertising bill. Um, that does nobody any good, right? Um, you know, 
we spend a large portion of that money on advertising and, and, and we do that to really try to get people to the show. Um, if you're going to be there and you're going to invest your time and, and all of the other things that are involved with the show and to have it successful, we want to get people there for you. Uh, and so, the, you know, we take that very seriously. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I've been with Showspan now for about 13 years, uh, learned from some great people uh, that I came to work with. But I spent 18 years on the retail side before this. So I worked uh, nine years for Gander Mountain. I worked for nine years for Allen Bob Sports, which is kind of a local company in Grand Rapids. Um, and, you know, so I've been in that hunting and fishing retail world for a long time. That's where I met Tom Taylor. Um, and, you know, so I, I do kind of understand that side of it, too. There, there's a lot more to doing a show than just the cost of a booth. You know, uh, yeah. that really is only one of the pieces to it. You know, it, it's your time and having all the other employees there and the product and uh, the travel and the hotels and, you know, all that stuff piles in. And, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that we get people there to see and, and buy that stuff. Um, you know, but when it comes to selecting certain people, I don't be, I, you know, I'm going back to that a little bit. I don't get super restrictive. Um, the only time you'll see me a lot more restrictive is if I'm getting into the boats. Um, you know, obviously I don't want to have, you know, nine different Lund dealers at the show, yeah. right? Um, you know, so, you know, th there are areas where we are a little bit more selective on that, um, you know, and for the most part, there's not, when it comes to something that's really specific to the show, I don't generally turn people down. Um, I want to give them that opportunity. Now, we do have another area, we call it kind of our non-theme area. Uh, which for a while, this is going back to probably, you know, 07, 08, 09, you know, um, we, we quite honestly had to bring more of this stuff in. But when we talk about a non-theme vendor, you know, obviously there's a great opportunity for them to do well at a show, and, and uh, but they're not really fishing, right? You know, they, they have nothing to do with fishing, um, and we do limit those. Um, so we, we kind of put the thing in place where we're only going to have one per category when it comes to that. So if we have somebody in there with home improvement, let's just say, I'm not wanting to pick on them or anything, but we're only going to have one home improvement vendor, you know, and, yeah. and it used to be where we would have, you know, several of those, and nobody's going to a fishing show for that reason. Now, they may end up doing business there and, and really right. have a great experience, but but that's not why they're going to the fishing show. So we do have some of that, but we do try to limit that a lot as well. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that answers it a little bit. Yeah. Now, how much of a logistical nightmare is it? Because I'm, oh I'm, I'm, I'm a logistics guy. I mean, I work for Penske. I've been, you know, in that industry for eight years now. So I kind of know the, the kind of the ins and outs of how much of a nightmare it could be. So do you guys hire out like third-party companies, or is it all based on the vendors that come in there that are, I guess, expected to just set up and, I guess, make the, the showroom look like it is? Yeah, you know, we uh, logistically, it, it is a challenge. There's no doubt about that. Certain shows are harder than others, um, you know, and some, you know, require a lot more of our attention when it comes to specific times that vendors get there and, you know, only X amount of time to set up and things like that. But, um you know, it is uh, something that we work on all year. You know, this is this is what I do for a living, you know, is, is run these shows. And so we spend, we get that question a lot from different exhibitors or patrons, you know, well, what do you do after shows? Like, what's your other job? You know, you know, and this is it, you know, and, and it's, it's nine months of planning uh, for three months worth of shows. Um, and so, you know, we, we do put a lot into that um, and, you know, doesn't always go as expected, right? So you have to be able to shift quite a bit um, and, you know, kind of flow, uh, so to speak. But uh, for the most part, a lot of these people have done shows for a while. They get it. They've done it before. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, and so things do 
generally flow smoothly. Uh, weather is probably the biggest thing that will change that, right? If, if we get a blizzard or something like that and people have a hard time getting there, you know, or for the most part, you know, they, they really want to beat a storm that might be coming, you know, some of those things will, you know, kind of add to some of that. But, um, you know, we've been, you know, doing it for a while. We've got a plan, you know, we, we kind of let everybody know when it comes to sports shows, I don't give specific times other than to maybe the boat dealers uh, of when they have to be there. I give them kind of a range, um, you know, when they're moving in and, and when they're moving out. And I also understand that, you know, if I tell a guy from, you know, Ontario that's coming for, you know, walleye fishing charters or whatever, that he's got to be there Tuesday at nine o'clock in the morning and the show doesn't start till Thursday. He's not coming Tuesday. Right. He's going to come Thursday. Morning, you know, I mean, he's not going to get you know extra nights in a hotel, you know, and do that. So, you know, we work with everybody on that. You kind of have to know who it is that that's coming. And, yeah. um, you know, we make a lot of phone calls, talk to a lot of people, you know, plug it all in. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're in logistics, it is a challenge. Um, but the biggest thing is to be able to kind of ebb and flow uh, with what's happening. I was amazed last year at the breakdown, the teardown of, of the, you weren't there, Dan, were you? Uh, I was there for the teardown. Yeah. You were for the teardown. Yeah. Like when we started breaking down the fish and complete booth, like we started, you know, a little bit before the show was ending on, on Sunday and like, by, it seemed like I looked up and that place was empty. Like in a matter, we were out there by like, I don't know, six forty-five. I think yeah. that's when it was under five forty-five. like maybe an hour afterwards. And that place was almost empty. And I was just amazed at like how smooth that went of people breaking down yeah, and it, getting it out of there. Quick. Yeah. We, we kind of call it our controlled chaos, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> it um, really was. You know, we're, we, we, we learned a long time ago, don't try to stop people, you know, when it comes to that, you can steer them. Um, but, you know, trying to stop them a lot of times causes problems. Um, and we're there, you know, that's another thing that we do with our company is, um, you know, I'm on the floor, you know, I, I'm helping with that. And, you know, all of our team is out there and making sure that things go okay. Um, and we get it, you know, you, you've been there, you've worked a long show, you know, you want to get home. Uh, most of the people are, you know, not super far away from the event itself. And, uh, they want to get a good night's sleep, you know, it's, it's so yeah, we do everything we can to get them out of there as quickly as we can. You know, our Milwaukee boat show uh, is an example. Um, you know, so boat shows are always harder, right? So, you know, boats come in, obviously anything from a, you know, 17 foot, you know, runabout all the way up to 45 foot motor yachts, right? So all different size boats. 90% um, of those boats actually come off of the boat trailer as well. So they get forked up in the air, they pull the trailer out, set the boat back down on, on blocks. Um, you know, so a lot goes into that. And, and we'll spend three or four days moving boat shows in. And the Milwaukee boat show is done at five o'clock and generally I am eating dinner at nine o'clock at night and that building is completely empty That's uh, in four hours. They yank every boat out of that building. It's, it's insane. Um, you know how fast they can do that. So, but a lot of that comes from, you know, they've done it a long time. They know what they're doing. They've got a plan. Yeah. Um, they communicate that plan with us. We work with them as far as timing goes and helping them to, you know, to execute that plan with, with every dealer and they work together um, instead of trying to, you know, fight each other on everything. Uh, sometimes that still happens, which, you know, can be fun. But, right. <laughs> um, you know, for the most part, it goes really, really well. And, and um, you know, it's, it's what we do, you know, so we've been doing a long time. Yeah. One of the, my other thoughts on the show is um, it could be a real issue depending on when the Lions are playing. <laughs> uh, you know, if it's a Saturday game, it could really kill Saturday's attendance. Right now, yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah. if, you know, if, especially if it's if it's a Sunday. I'll speak freely here. I feel like, um, 
that referee owes me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be um, let's be real. The was, Lions don't normally play this late in the season. That's exactly. <laughs> this hasn't been a problem <laughs> in this, years. This is, hasn't been a problem. <laughs> new territory. Is, uh, you know, kind of a new thing, right? Yeah. You know, uh, you know that that whole game last week. I mean, look at that point, we were still looking possibly at a one seed. A one seed gives us a bye. They don't play on our fishing show week, yeah. right? Um, so obviously for the lions and for my show, that's what I would have loved to have seen happen. Yeah. Um, you know, not going to be the case. So we'll just have to see on the timing of it. Yeah. Uh, we'll have TVs at the show, uh, and we're going to be playing football, you know, while yeah. the show is going on. There's not I'm a huge football fan myself. So, I guess my hope is they um, do like a Saturday night primetime type type game. That would be ideal. Yeah. Right now, the last I heard it, it looks like it's going to be the Rams. Um, yep. and you know, we don't, we won't know yet, but, um, there's, there's a good chance from that story with Stafford and everything, uh, that they may flex it to a prime time, yeah. which would be late Saturday night or possibly even Monday night. They're going to do a Monday night game, I guess. So oh, that'd um, be even that better. Would be, yeah. That'd be better yet. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. But unfortunately, yeah. again, one of those things I can't control. So, yeah. <laughs> um, either way, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be good and, you can still come to the show. Game will be on at the show, right? Perfect. So you know, get around all the other Lions fans at the show. And uh, we will have Lomas Brown at the show on Friday. Oh, wow. Uh, that's yeah. something that's nice. developed here recently. So Lomas will be at the show on Friday. That's going to be pretty cool, too. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Is he uh, Is he doing a seminar, or is he just going to be there? Doing a meet and greet, yeah. So nice. he'll be at the Impact Power Sports booth. Um, and he's there just to kind of meet everybody. So you can meet Lomas Brown, get an autograph, take a picture, you know, do whatever you want. He'll be there. Uh, I believe it's, uh, let me make sure I get this right, but it's Friday 2 to 4 is when okay. he's going to be there. Very cool. Um, yeah. Another Here's another question I had. Um, you know, back in the day, they had a, they used to have a show up in Lansing. It was the Deer and Turkey Spectacular. And it seems like mm-hmm. in Michigan, we don't have a, like a dedicated hunting show. And you see some of these shows that Indiana does one, Ohio does one. I think like the Iowa Deer Classic, like those are big, just hunting specific ones. You guys ever thought about doing just a hunting, uh, maybe like I said, like a deer and turkey, maybe waterfowl. Have you ever thought about uh, doing that through your show spam? Um, I would say as an understatement, we have thought about it. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it, look, it, you can look behind me, right? Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm an avid hunter. Um, I would love, uh, you know, to do something in that realm. Um, you know, it, it's also, a, it's kind of an odd thing where we haven't been able to really put something together. Now, our Autorama show does have hunting in it, um, you know, and that show is kind of end of February there in Novi, but it's not really a dedicated hunting yeah. show, all hunting. Um, the Hunting Time Expo is the show that's been taking place uh, in the Grand Rapids market, it's not a show that we do. Um, that actually has been a really good hunting show for a number of years. Um, if you're from the east side, you probably haven't made the trek over there as much, but that show's packed every year, it, and it's been a really good show. Um, unfortunately, they haven't been able to do it the last couple of years, um, and so you know, uh, there's some possibilities. Who knows? Maybe around that somewhere um, coming up. Uh, but yeah, we, we absolutely have thought of it. Um, I'm not saying I'm doing one, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're always looking for the right opportunity. And so, you never know, you, you may see something happen. There. It just so, seems in that uh, area, I, that same like suburban show place, like that would be ideal area to pull people from the thumb from, you know, the, the down river area. And then like with every, within an hour, like you have so much, um, quality, like there's so many hunters, like we, we follow the deer harvest summary. We, we follow the deer yeah. harvest summary, like 
every week we kind of talk about it and you know washington county oakland county livingston county like those are some of the, the biggest counties for the amount of deer that get harvested like it just seems like this area we need to have some type of a, a dedicated deer hunting show you know it just seems like it could be a huge hit I agree yeah yeah and, and there's there's a lot that goes into doing a show you know and having it succeed there have been shows that have tried um and it just for a lot you know different reasons hasn't worked um you know if we're going to do one it's going to work um and so you know we're uh there's plans out there i guess that's as far as i'll go um you know when it comes to that um but i agree that the area would support a very strong hunting show um uh, i would say show span definitely has an interest in something like that hopefully we could put something together i'd love to see it um yeah we used to love the deer turkey show we went up every year and that's you know, for us, Lansing was a little over an hour drive, but we made the drive every year to go to that deer turkey show yeah. that was up there. And then they stopped doing that, um, you know, and it's kind of a bummer because that was always a fun show to go to. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Went to it a number of times. So, so, um, um, so I guess let's. What the future may bring. Yeah, yeah. Well, a little little teaser. <laughs> Heard it here first. Heard it here folks. first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, Ben, if you want to take a second, let's kind of just go through the show real quick. Like you want to go through uh, some of the guests you have, who some of the seminars, some of the events that are going on for the show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, you know, obviously we open up on Thursday, January 11th, uh, you know, show opens at, uh, at one o'clock. Uh, we, the Thursday and Friday, we have our, you know, free daredevils for the first 250 people. Uh, you know, we've been doing that for a long time. Um, I think people would riot if I didn't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I see collections yeah. of these things on eBay all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and so we have that going again this year. Um, you know, wouldn't dream of missing that. Um, and, you know, from there, you know, obviously other than all of the great retail, you know, tackle and outfitters and boats, uh, when we talk about some of the features of the show, the feature of this show really are the seminars. You know, I don't do any other acts with the show or anything like that. It really is dedicated to fishing and learning and seminars. Um, so, you know, we've got great speakers back again this year. Uh, on the bass side of things, we're looking, obviously, Kevin will be back with us. He'll be there on Thursday. Uh, Zona will be there on Friday. Um, you know, then we, you know, kind of, we have Joe Thomas will be there on the weekends. Um, we've got, you know, Wayne Carpenter's going to be doing things again. We've got, um, uh, Jerry Gossinick, obviously from a lot of St. Clair stuff there. He'll be back with us again this year. Uh, we do have Chris Knopfsinger with us this year, uh, from kind of up North, mm-hmm. you know, talking about some of the lakes up there. He's a you know, real successful guide up there. So he'll be doing some stuff there. Um, and then on the walleye side, Mark Martin, Mark Romanak, Lance Valentine, uh, got a couple new ones sprinkled in there as well. You know, we always try to keep some newness with, with some of that stuff. Um, and you know, so it's, it's a packed seminar lineup. Um, I would encourage everybody to go to ultimatefishingshow.com. Uh, the seminar schedule is posted up there already. The program, uh, I think we just posted it up there yesterday. Um, and so, you know, all of that stuff's there. You can kind of look ahead of time, say, Hey, you know, when am I thinking of going, you know, and maybe kind of plan that around some of the different people that you might want to see that are going to be there. Um, you know, but we've got a lot of the good standbys, um, you know, we're talking about fly fishing, you know, obviously we, we, we get into that with the steelhead and, and, you know, all of that Jim Bedford is back with us. I'll always have Jim Bedford. He's, you know, he's a legend. Um, and, uh, he's still going, which is, which is an amazing thing. Um, and so, you know, great guy to, I mean, that guy is, you know, hall of fame 
uh, when it comes to that with what he's done in that in that realm. Uh, so yeah, anyway, Jim will be back. Roger Hincliffe's going to be there. You know, a lot of our same faces. Uh, I've, I've got a, a, a live scoping for musky seminar this year. Oh that's, that's man, kind of a new thing. That um, we're there. Know, we're we're we're, we're, we're big musky fishermen. Yeah, right? <laughs> we're there. Yeah, you know. We uh we just went uh actually this summer we we've had uh Spencer Berman on he's a big musky guy you've probably heard of him we've had him on the show a few times and we actually went out with him uh, this fall and saw the live scoping and kind of that technique um for firsthand and it's like watching a video game it's unreal unbelievable it is so yeah, that would be yeah, great to yeah, see that, a seminar that, for that. It will be a good seminar to see. Um, you know, it's revolutionizing. It's revolutionizing all of fishing right yeah. now. Um, you know, and, and it's here to stay. Obviously, there's some controversy around it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, when technology happens, that's real common that, you know, we get kind of a, a you know, a bounce back from that. Uh, but I do think it is something that's here to stay. And, you know, as long as we're still, you know, I think, you know, eyes wide open on it and paying attention to if we're doing any damage or anything like that to fisheries, you know, I think that it's going to be a great thing, you know, and, and it's, it's what we've got going forward, right? You don't need yep. it. You don't have to use it. Um, but it's definitely something that can help you. So, yep. you know, we'll have that side there too. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we do have a new, uh, we, so on the weekends we do our, our clinics, right? Like our ultimate clinics. So they're a little bit more in depth. They last a little bit longer. They are limited a little bit as far as attendance goes. Um, a couple of them do have a fee associated with them. Actually, I think only the bass fishing one does this year. But, um, you know, we've got a walleye clinic, a bass fishing clinic. And now this year we're also doing an electronics clinic. So that's the first time that we've been able to do that one as well. So that'll be kind of a new thing at the show this year as well. So Are those um, clinics going to be at the time. Lake Ultimate or the... No, they're, they're in a room. Uh, they'll be in one. Of, I, I think all of them are in seminar room A. Okay. Um, and, and those are, you know, which is the biggest one. Um, and so, you know, you can register for those ahead of time. Um, you know, when we talk about the walleye, you want to talk with uh, Mark Romanak. And when we talk about bass, we talk about Wayne Carpenter. And then when we're talking about electronics. It's Lance Valentine. So, exactly. you know, get in touch with those guys if you want to try to pre-register or anything. You can come on to the show and, and, you know, talk to them on Thursday. Say, hey, I want to be there. You know, they'll you know, because they'll have some passes for you so you can get back. So you don't have to pay to come again or anything like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, and those are really kind of nice if you want to get a little bit more in depth on some of that stuff. Yeah. Now, um, who do you, do you know off the top of your head, like who's going to be at the, the Lake Ultimate? Cause there's always, um, someone doing some type of a seminar there, like showing flipping and like, th those are always really cool to me. Like actually kind of showing techniques and stuff. I think, uh, Remington Barkley, he did one last year. If I remember right, we had him on the show um yeah yep. yeah yeah we've had Remington up there uh you, you know we mix up believe it or not we have guys that don't want to go up there they're like scared of it right so <laughs> which floors me but um you know so obviously it's the biggest stage that we've got kevin's going to be at lake ultimate zona's going to be at lake ultimate um you know and but we mix it up a little bit too um you know you're going to see some kayak stuff at lake ultimate you're going to yeah. see you know uh some fly fishing happening at lake ultimate but it really is an awesome i mean you know, where else do you go where there's an indoor lake, right? That's right. stocked with fish and has boats floating around in it. Right. Um, you know, pretty unique thing and great seminar platform where you can actually watch somebody, you know, 
talking about what they do fishing and actually catch one while they're doing it. Right. right? So uh, it is a really cool format. I, I, I love it every year. Um, and all I want to do is go in there and catch those fish myself. Right. But, um, yeah. Are we allowed to do that? that? <laughs> is that kind of unwritten? I mean, there's a lot of bait around there. <laughs> no, it, it is not, not necessarily allowed. Um, but hey, he said there's allowed. no rules. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he did rules? say there's no uh, rules. I think that's necessarily allowed. Right? When I move out, those fish do have to get out of there. I will tell you that. Yeah. I, um, so I was kind of eyeballing. I was eyeballing that tank last year with all the bass inside oh, the tank. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Jim Vitero runs that tank. You don't want to go try to catch one out of there. He watches that thing like Fort Knox. Yeah. Like, he's pretty protective you. over those fish. But um, that's, that one actually does take um, – we get guys that don't want to go up there because of the heights, right? You, oh, know, yeah. it, it, you know, it's nine feet in the air, and, and it just kind of messes them up when they're trying to talk to people. They're afraid they're going to tip over, um, you know. But another really cool platform – where you can see a lure, you know, a lure working, you know, right, right in front of you, yeah. and see how fish react to it, right? So, uh, you know, we try to get different angles with, you know, hey, we, with that, and and we'll have a few seminars with people that that you might want to hear from that, you know, maybe if they're scared to go up on the tank, we just have them do it right in front of the tank, you know, where yeah. you can still hear them and everything. So, if you're if you're looking um, yeah, to make some more money, uh, we got a guy that we know that we can probably put in a dunk tank for you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey there, that's, you there you go. That's right. a marketing one one right there. Yeah. So dunk in the yeah. past. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would do it. He would dunk do it too. He would. Yeah. The terrible, the terrible tank. There it is. Terrible tank. All the fish guts from the the trout pond. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we we'll just save up those guts. Yeah, all the clippings. There you, you know, go. So this question's so. this question's kind of been burning at me since we sat here and talked. How um, how do you guys monitor the public with like petty theft and and stuff? Is that kind of up to again the vendors and stuff to kind of monitor that, or is there like a team of people that you have on site for if something was to there, you know kind of go down? Is, uh, we do have security, um, and you know I would tell everybody that's an exhibitor or vendor there. Uh, that they should always pay attention to that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if you're in your store, you know, you're paying attention, right? Yep. And and you should be doing the same thing there um, because, you know, obviously everybody can't be everywhere at one time. Um, you know, but we do have security that wanders. They, they're, you don't always see them, but they're out there. Uh, there are a lot of cameras. Uh, and then, you know, you will see, you know, actually, so you'll see people in like a red jacket. You know, that's the visible security that we have as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we do watch it. We lock the show down at night um, so that nobody can get onto the show floor uh, to make sure that that stuff stays uh, secure. And I have security team that, that monitors that all night long. Um, and, I mean, you know, I'm happy to report and, you know, knock on wood a little bit, but, um it goes pretty well. We really don't get very many incidents of that. That's um, good. You know, That's good. you can't control everybody that walks through that door. And so, yeah, we, we can have that from time to time. I've caught quite a few people, um, you know, and not necessarily myself. I have caught a couple, but, um, you know, most of it is pretty minor stuff um, and, and thankful to report that. So that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah. 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 I think a big part yeah, of it is uh, the clientele, the, the hunting and fishing clientele. We don't steal, right? Right. I mean, I yeah, tell it to those assholes that yeah. are out there stealing tree stands and stuff. Oh, I've, I've worked, re I've, I'm, I'm in retail myself and I, yeah. I deal with it on a daily basis of people stealing stuff. So, yep. 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 I know. I did it for a long time as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It just blows yeah, your mind nowadays. You see the, the stuff that people steal and it's just, it's becoming such an issue. But I'm glad that we don't see much of it at the shows. I think no, there's enough people in there that would just, <laughs> 
if, if, if some of the exhibitors caught people stealing from a booth, like I think you'd have a riot. You'd have some people like policing it themselves, man. <laughs> some vigilante justice. Yeah. I think on. so, <laughs> really. I've seen women jump over the table and tackle people that have tried to take things. Like, right, yeah, you that. don't you don't mess with those people. I mean, no. they're watching, you know. Yeah. And um, it doesn't happen often. We don't get very many issues from it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm talking there are a lot of times where we have none for the whole show. Um, and so, you know, it really is a pretty, pretty minor thing, but, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of eyes in there. Right. So I think a lot of times people are, you know, concerned with that as well. Um, you know, where we don't see it as much. It's like people are on their good behavior when they come there a little bit, you know, it's a different area. Well, it's um, it's a fun event. I mean, I think everybody's there to have a good time or maybe walk around, drink a couple of beers with buddies. That's usually what we would do. We'd walk around with, you know, our buddies. I'd go one day with my buddies and just kind of spend more time really digging in. Then I'd go back another day, take the kids and have fun with the kids, let them do the trout pond. Like it's just, it's a good time, you know, especially in a, in the dreary months where there's nothing to do. It's cold. It's gray outside. Like it's, it's such a good time to, uh, to get in there. So, all right. I agree. So, um, the kind of the last, uh, last thing I wanted to wrap up with, um, I should have gave you a heads up on this, but whatever. But so the kind of the premise of our show here is, um, we're terrible outdoorsmen. We have terrible stories, of our times in the woods or um, out on the boat, things like that. So I wanted to to kind of ask you if you had a, if, a, a kind of a terrible story where something went wrong, maybe in the tree stand, maybe out on the boat, something like that. Um, I'll let you think about that for a second, um, and I'll see Dan, Bob. Do you guys have uh, uh, any questions for Ben before we wrap up? The terrible story could be at a show too. Like I know. That oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it doesn't have to be outdoors. I guess <laughs> yeah. like the show's outdoor enough related, it, it'll work. But <laughs> sure, sure. Um, where do I start? Uh, you know, people that know me. Uh, you know, I've, I've got lots of terrible outdoorsman stories, you know, of things that have happened to me, um, you know, over the years. Um, you know, let's see. I mean, I, you know, maybe kind of quick rattle off a few different ones. Um, you know, I uh, have fallen out of my boat fishing at least six different times. What? Um, <laughs> That's yeah, never happened yeah. to me once. Um, How does that happen six times? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I literally walked right off the front of my boat before. Uh, you know, I, I one time went down um, and got somehow my leg between my trolling motor cable and the front of my boat. And when I went down, my chest landed on the head of the trolling motor and snapped it off. Oh, and one of my legs was still in the boat, and the other one was under the... I was stuck. I, I, couldn't, get, I couldn't get in the water. I couldn't get back in my boat. It was, it was the most frustrating thing ever. Uh, it hurt, too. Um, it's like a Bill you know, Dance moment. That, Seriously. Uh, you know, falls out of trees, right? Um, you know, but... Uh, and then when it comes to, you know, gosh, how many, you know, fish I've lost or... Um, you know, rods I've lost, you know, that have flown out of the boat or, you know, um, I had, I had a, you know, a unique one this year. Um, yeah, I go to Missouri to hunt every year. Um, I was in Missouri this year and it was a horrible hunt. Um, you know, we had EHD kind of roll through the area that we hunt down there this year. And, um, I finally, I think it was on the fourth evening. Um, there was an area that I'd been in the year before and there was a buck that was using this particular area. And I thought, I mean, if he's alive, I might be able to sneak into kind of where he's bedding, get close to him. Um, had this whole elaborate plan of how I was going to do this whole thing. And, you know, we kind of hang and hunt when we go down there. And and so I get into this area 
get everything set up. Everything seems perfect. There's fresh sign that he, you know, probably is still using this area. And, and I feel like I'm really close to where he beds. Um, and, you know, about 45 minutes before dark, I, I catch something out of the corner of my eye and I look and I watch this deer stand up out of his bed and start shaking, you know, kind of to like wake up. And it, it was a really, really nice deer. And he, you know, keep in mind, he was at like the very, we hunt ridges. So he's at like the very kind of top of the ridge. I'm a little bit down the ridge, but I'm up in the tree. So we're in essence at eye level. And this deer turns and starts walking right at me. When I first saw him, he's 70 yards away. And, you know, all of a sudden he starts turns and walks right at me. I got so excited. I was sitting down in the tree stand at the time. I literally stood up, turned around, grabbed my bow, um, didn't conceal my movement whatsoever, turned right back around just to watch this deer run away. Um, <laughs> saw me the whole time. It was the, one of the dumbest things I've ever done in deer hunting. Uh, keep in mind that like between 30 and 40 yards, there was a bunch of scrub oak and cover and all different things I could have, you know, slowly moved. Um, and I, it, it's not that I did anything crazy. I just literally blacked out and, and just, you know, just kind of jumped just, up, just, just brain fart, you know? yeah. yeah. I've done that. You know, and turn around and he just, I mean, I, all I could do was laugh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was mad at myself, of course. Yeah. But uh, so I'm very familiar uh, with uh, terrible outdoorsman uh, incidents. I, I've got probably too long of a list to, to really, you know, well, those, when it comes to that. Well, the, so, we're the, we uh, are in the same boat, which is what drove us to start this podcast. It seemed like. Every hunting trip, every fishing trip, something ridiculous happens, similar to those stories. And it's like, you know what? We need to start a podcast, start telling these stories because they're hilarious. And we've heard so many stories. It's like, oh, my God, everybody has a story. Everybody has these same moments. And that, that's what it's all about, like telling these, sto- these ridiculous stories where things go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've done exactly what you've done. Where like you see a deer and like you just like react so fast, oh like God, there's like, oh my God, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, there's times you hear I'll hear a crunch next to me and like I just like whip my head around really quick instead of like slowly moving, I turn my whole body and look like what is that? You know, it makes yeah. me, it makes yeah. me not feel so bad. You know, and you're like, oh jeez, yeah, yeah, I've been there many a time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man, so. very. Very cool. Any other questions, guys? Nope. Don't all set. I appreciate the the story, man. That was that was good to hear. Those good for, good for a laugh. But um, that's good. Yeah, and trust me, I can tell you a few more. I'm sure next time I see you, we'll, we'll have you back on. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to be recording. Uh, we're going to be recording from the booth uh, at the show. So if you have a second, come on by. We'll sit down. We'll talk I'm some more. Try again this year, we'll right? talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll tell some more stories. That's that's what it's all about. Just sitting down with people and hearing some stories and having some laughs. But um, any other comments, Ben, on the show? The only other thing I would say, you know, we've been talking a lot about the show. Uh, you know, I always hammer this point home, but ultimatefishingshow.com, right? Um, I always forget all the details myself. Um, remember that website. Um, you can go there and, and, you know, really any questions or things that you want to find out about the show, everything's going to be right okay. there for you. And I'll have everything linked in the bio of this episode. And then we've been sharing it on Facebook Last couple of weeks, I've been most of our posts. I've been kind of tagging uh, either uh, Ultimate Fishing Show, Suburban Collection, like just trying to tag some of these dry people to them. But I'll get all that um, linked in the bio That's of this great. episode, so you can just click the link and, and it'll take you right to it. Get your tickets, buy them ahead of time. So you don't have to wait in the lines when you're there. 
buy buy them ahead of time. So I yeah, can't we, I can't tell you how many of my like Facebook friends have like. It, you know, it comes across your feed. So and so is interested in the Ultimate Fishing Show. Yeah. I can't tell you, like it's every day, every, yeah, every, every day, day. Some, somebody's popping yeah. up there. So, well, as you get closer and closer and closer, and then you you see somebody else like it, and then somebody else like it, and it's just like oh, that's how the whole social media thing works. And all right. of a sudden, like it's blowing up your your social media is the fishing show, and that's what gets you jacked up. You just see post after post after post yeah, for the yeah, fishing absolutely. show. That's their advertising yeah, dollars at work. <laughs> it's the algorithm. Yeah. yeah, and actually tonight we uh, we gave away um, five different sets of uh, fishing show tickets. We actually bought uh, five sets of tickets to give away to listeners that we did a uh, Christmas giveaway for. So we've been yep. promoting it all through Christmas and New Year and all yep. that. So, cool. so yeah, That's so it's been we're we're, awesome. we're looking forward to it. So. Yep. Just trying to help promote people to the show, and anytime we can help uh, promote, a hunt, you know, the, the fishing community, the hunting community, like uh, that's what it's all about. We lose more and more, awesome. you know, hunters and fishermen every day. So it seems yeah, we like we see those numbers, right? You know, um, we got to do everything we can to, you know, get people in. And I feel like I'm doing what I can. We all need to do that, yep. you know. Um, and it starts with. You know, maybe it's, I mean, obviously your family, your, your kids, um, their friends, you know, uh, you know, all of those things and, and really getting people uh, involved in the outdoors. It's a great yep. thing. Yep. So that's what it's all about. So, all right. Thank well, thank, thank you, Ben. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to the show. Looking forward to seeing you. Um, and uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, other than that, that's all, that's all I got guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Be sure to get your tickets and as always get outdoors and don't be terrible.